0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Autocorrect with Mr. B. I'm Mr. B, and today is our seventh episode of the podcast. And so I know it's been a little while since I've put one of these together, but I have been just crazy busy in my personal life and my professional life since the last time I have recorded one of these podcasts. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, especially about the professional side of what I've been doing. But I am here to answer any questions that you have. If you have any questions for the next podcast, just go to my Facebook page, uh, which is Car Smarts with Mr. B on Facebook, and you can message me on Car Smarts with Mr. B Facebook, and I can answer any automotive questions that you have on there. So let's go ahead and get started with this podcast. First of all, I want to tell you all kind of what I got into over the past couple of weeks. Um, it's something I really can't talk a hundred percent about because I'm on a non-disclosure agreement with the producers of this show that I was cast for. I was called, um, about three weeks ago by a producer for the discovery channel. And they asked if I would be interested in working on an automotive based reality show that they were going to be filming in my town. So, uh, a lot of the the breaks I have been given in my career have been just being in the right place at the right time. And that happened to me about three weeks ago where I was in the right place at the right time, and I was able to pick up the phone and talk to someone that was willing to give me an opportunity. So I, of course, said, uh, hell yes, <laughs> Um know, Discovery Channel has been putting together some really good shows automotive-wise, and of course, they're a big name in documentaries and entertainment, so uh, when I got the call from the producer, I was ecstatic. took a couple days to get all the details worked out. Uh, We had to go through some COVID testing and things like that because the set is a COVID-free zone, so... I just finished up two weeks of filming for this reality show. Reality show, i have being told, is going to be airing in uh, a few months, maybe. Uh, I'm thinking probably into April at the soonest, but I've heard all the way to July. And of course, when I'm able to share more details, I will definitely give them to you. But I was cast as an on-camera mechanic for the show. And if you've ever watched any of the automotive reality shows, especially competition-based audio, audio uh automotive reality shows, uh, they always have the old crusty mechanics in the back that are that are doing the work on the cars or, you know, helping people or so on and so forth. So that's why I was cast as, and I was told that I would be, you know, pretty much on set from 11 to 9, 11 in the uh, morning till 9 at night, and that ended up being just not true at all. I ended up working for this show from about 8 o'clock in the morning till sometimes 1 o'clock in the morning. And so we were, you know, 12 12 hours is probably the minimum I worked a day. And uh, 16, 17 hours was probably the most. But it was a really cool experience. I can't talk too much about it, but I'm willing to give you all as much as I can detail-wise. It was filmed in my town in in an abandoned facility. And uh, it was a very interesting experience. First of all, there was a lot going on that I still had to be a part of outside of just taping things for the show. That really lasted about maybe an hour and a half a day. However, since I was had you know some type of mechanical ability, I was helping um, a friend of mine, now he's a friend of mine, uh, with getting some of the cars ready to go for the show. And we had some other cars that were coming in that we had to get ready and prep and make sure that they were safe and reliable for the show. And it was very difficult work. It was by far probably one of the most difficult automotive jobs that I've ever had. And it was a fantastic experience. We put together a lot of miracles on that show to keep production rolling. And so it was a big learning experience. You know, this is one part of the industry that I really have never worked in. And it's something that's kind of always fascinated me, even though I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really watch reality automotive shows just because I was under the impression that they were pretty fake. In other words, they were just you know, there's a lot of on on-camera drama that wasn't true. I've seen some mechanical things go on in these shows that just aren't aren't very possible. And so, you know, I'm just not a big fan of reality TV in general and I really just When I'm on my off time and watching TV and things like that, I kind of stray away from automotive subjects because I'm in it through my professional life. So um, this really did open my eyes as far as a lot of these shows and how they are run. I worked with a lot of people that worked on shows that, you know, that I thought were kind of fake, and some of them are, and some of them aren't. This one, however, I'll tell you, when I'm able to drop the name and tell you when it's going to come out and everything it's about, It was 100% reality. You could not have scripted some of the stuff that went on without knowing what was going on in the show and just the mechanical constraints that we had was pretty crazy. However, um, just my general feeling about the whole business, and I worked with a guy who the other on-air mechanic His name's Andy. He's a really cool guy, and he runs Cinema Vehicles out of, it's just north of Atlanta, and he really, you know, showed me how this industry works. I worked with producers. I worked with transportation directors. I worked with directors, uh, the talent for the show, and overall, it was a very good experience. However, I can safely say it was not for me, (laughs) just honestly. It was something that that really I just couldn't see myself doing as a full-time job. It was fun. I'm glad I had the experience. However, it's just not some part of the industry that I really would enjoy being in. Very, very pressure environment. It's very, very much pressure environment. Now, you know, I've had Service advisors breathe down my neck. I've had customers on their way to pick up the car when I have two hours left to work on it and able to get it done and finished. However, when you have a whole production crew, you have cameramen, you have safety men, you have lighting, you have audio, you have everybody just hinging on the fact that if you can or cannot fix something, it adds a different level of pressure that I just – I don't like. (laughs) And I think it's it might be my age. And I'm just—I'm getting up there in years. I just crossed 40 years old, and it's one of those things where it's—it's it's a young man's game, and I'm not a young man anymore. But, um, but let me know on my page if you watch any reality shows uh, for automotive-based reality shows. So you have a lot of them out there. You have, you know, Gas Monkey Garage, things like that. Uh, do you watch those? What do you think about them? Is it something that you feel is, is reflecting reality? Or is it something you think that's just kind of more drama or made up? And tell me your favorite shows. I might be able to, you know, get in there and watch some and maybe get a better feel of of the genre of documentary or reality show. So I have been a little bit interested in, since I've been working for Discovery, to, you know, maybe get a little bit more involved in this stuff, so. Um, so that was, yeah, great, great, uh, cast. The people were awesome. I've made some lifelong friendships here on that show and, uh, we have been out of filming since last week and I'm still talking to these guys on Facebook. I'm still talking to some of the people that were on the show, uh, from, from people that just work there to, you know, cast members and things like that. It was a really cool experience and it's something that I will... Never forget. However, it's not something that I'm going to jump back into if I have the chance. I'll let somebody else take my place and, and taste a little piece of the glory and so they will remember it as well. But awesome experience. So uh, if you have any questions that I haven't answered, I will answer the ones that I can. Again, just hit me up on Facebook, Car Carsmarts for Mr. B on Facebook. I'm posting all the time. I'm also posting my content from YouTube on there. I just made a video yesterday on an interesting case study that we had in the shop. A head gasket was blown in a Ford F-150 and it was pretty spectacular uh, damage to this, this engine. So I made a video and kind of showed you how to diagnose a head gasket issue. So if you've had any head gasket issues and you just don't know where to turn, you can always look at that video and kind of show you exactly how to diagnose the issue. Also, Big announcement. My YouTube page broke a thousand subscribers, which is something that us YouTubers always strive for. That's our first really big milestone, is the a thousand subscriber limit. And I broke that during filming for this reality show. Also, (laughs) to add more business to it, I ended up buying a house. So I bought a house, another house. And that was a chore trying to talk to the real estate agent and uh, organizing things with my wife to get the house bought during the middle of filming 16, 18 hour days. So I've just had a crazy couple of weeks, and I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to put another podcast out. However, this is Podcast Seven. They say, you know, 90% of podcasters out there don't put out a seventh episode. So I am in the 10%. And I'm going to keep uh, striving to find topics to talk about. So the uh, next topic I want to talk about is something that I've been working with my students with. And it really doesn't have to be – it's not really something automotive-based, but I think it's going to help you if you're a technician in this field, especially a young technician. You know, if you're below 25, we we tend to get – as technicians, we tend to get a little moldy or – we're looking for stability in the field. Of course, that's always good in any field. But uh, one of the things we, we tend to lose sight with is is goals and goal setting. And I think goal setting as far as you working in any technical field, but especially automotive, is very important. When you're setting these goals, you need to set yourself up for success. And you need to make sure that on a daily basis, you are doing things to get to your goals. So we have a practical that we have to assign every semester to our students. And a lot of times it's, you know, take this apart, put it back together, make sure it's in one piece, or it's some type of exercise or assignment to where they really have to show some automotive knowledge and that they've been paying attention in class. And it counts for a pretty good amount of their grade. I think this is 35% of their grade for their practical assignment for this semester. So I decided I I wanted to do a little something different, mostly because This class I have right now is a very young class. I'd say the median age is probably about 20, 21 years old. So I do have some older people in my class, and a lot of them aren't really going to pursue automotive after this is over. They're just here to learn how to work in their cars, and that's fine. But I have probably 12 students right now that – Are younger folks fresh out of high school don't really have a whole lot of critical thinking skills or a whole lot of plans, they're just planning week by week, day by day, month by month, maybe. But I felt as a technician, I felt more guided and more laser sharp, precision, you know, thinking when I had an end goal on what I wanted to do, and that goes for really any profession, but it's very important in a commission-based profession like I'm in, that you have goals and you're doing everything in your daily life to make sure that you're moving upward and you're not getting stagnant. So I have challenged my students as their practical grade to put together a five-year plan. And the five-year plan is always kind of a question I used to get asked in job interviews. And you would sit down with the service manager or whatever dealership or shop or whatever that you're at And the guy would ask, you know, your certification, stuff like that. But the question that always got me and I really didn't have a good answer for was where do you want to be in five years? And this is kind of a litmus test, I guess, to the interviewee that the that your plans are matching the company plans or you know the the service managers plans for you. In other words, they want to to make sure that you're able to grow with the company and you're looking to move forward, or maybe they're trying to test you out to see if your expectations of employment are a little too high. In other words, if I sat as a service manager, if I sat a technician down in front of me and I say, where do you want to be in five years? And that technician told me, I want to have my name on the building. I want to be a manager, a owner, whatever. I would probably be taken aback on that because honestly, as a technician especially a young technician somebody that's just starting out five years is I mean to do that in five years you'd have to hit the lottery or something like that so you're always wanting to gauge your applicants expectations with what you can provide because if I'm going to train somebody if I'm going to put them through factory training which is very expensive if I'm wanting to 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 put a whole lot of money in them. I've got employees that are training them that are taking time and I'm having to compensate those employees to train my other employees. I'm going to want to make sure that you are cut out for this company. And if you're trying to run this company within five years, I don't think that's a good fit for anybody. So five-year plan, I gave them a couple parameters and I didn't, I, I told them I want them to write that this weekend. I gave it to them two days ago. I told them I want them just to think about where they want to be in five years. And I gave them a couple parameters. Uh, Financial, I want, you know, how much money do you want to make in five years? Uh, Employment, what, what do you want to be? You want to be a C Tech, A Tech, B Tech, Master Tech? You want to work in the parts department? You want to be a service advisor? Whatever, whatever your expectation of yourself five years from now, you know, go ahead and pick that out. But also, there's some other factors in. The five-year plan that can can affect your employment, and your employment can affect those other factors as well. So a couple of the other sectors of this that I wanted them to look at is your education. First of all, you – in this business, if you want to be successful in the automotive business, you have to have a plan for educating yourself on a daily basis, if you go to work and you don't learn something at least on a you know a couple of day or a weekly basis, then you are becoming stagnant, and you need to find someplace else to work, or you need to adjust your attitude to learn more things. There's plenty of times where I see somebody that has just so much drive and so much, I guess, talent and. They refuse to learn. And in this business, you have to learn something. You have to learn. These cars change so quickly. Every four years, you're going to be working on a brand new car. And especially if you're in the uh, independent shop business, you know every car is going to be different normally unless you work for some type of specialty shop or fleet shop or something like that. Every car is going to be different. And if you're not willing to take your time to learn something – and improve yourself on a daily basis, then this is, this is not the business for you. Also other things, living arrangements. I told them, you know, where do you want to live in the next five years? Relationship. What kind of relationship do you want to have with somebody? Do you want, you know, a husband or a wife? Do you want kids? Do you want a girlfriend? Do you want to stay single for the rest of your life? And, um, I also talked to them about what certifications you want to want, which are going to go hand in hand with education, but Education in our business without certification is sometimes useless, okay? It can help you at work, but sometimes you need to have certain certifications for your job or advancement, whether it be, you know, your ASC certifications, iCar certifications, or maybe even a business degree. You know, if you're deciding that, that, hey, I just want to learn how cars work, and then I want to move into a different part of the business. I want to be a service advisor or a service manager, or maybe I want to go into marketing or sales. Of course, you may have to go back to college. Your your diploma that you get from me or degree that you get from me is not going to be sufficient if you're wanting to go a different direction than a technician. So I wanted them to basically look at all of those different segments that I that I gave them and come up with a five year plan and write that down on a sheet of paper. So um, I I required them to write two typed sheets of paper and print out two copies. And I I asked for two copies for for one reason and one reason only. I'm going to put them in envelopes and seal them up and write a five-year-from-now date on it. And then I asked them also to go to the calendar in their phone. So if you you know, if you have a cell phone, iPhone, anything like that, normally it's linked to some type of email address. And if you put a date five years out, then if you even if you change phones, change providers, whatever, if it's connected to that email address, which most people will keep their email address, then five years from now, you're going to get a reminder, hey, look at my five year plan. And I've challenged my students to open up that envelope and where are you at? Where are you at? Are you farther? If you're farther than where you thought you would be five years, then you're underestimating yourself now. And if you're not as far as you wanted to be, then maybe at least that might give them a kick in the pants to maybe improve themselves and continue working on themselves and make themselves better. Again, this field is a moving target, okay? It changes every year. It's changing as we speak with all these electric cars coming out with decisions that some of these car makers are making now. You know, GM by by 2040 is going to go uh, hydrocarbon free. No more uh, internal combustion engines. We've already seen Volvo making some of those moves as well. So if you're working for any of those companies and you're looking for a long-term career with those companies, then obviously you're going to have to change. And the companies are going to have to change. And so we're seeing a lot of these companies change. We're seeing the standard that we're keeping on automotive technicians changing as well. So if you are a younger technician, I would say even even if you're 30 years or younger, I would say you definitely need to be having a five-year plan and you need to be working your plan at least on a weekly basis so I told my guys, you know, hey, if you want to be an ASE master five years from now, set a weekly or a monthly goal. Hey, I'm going to study this, this certification material. You know, maybe watch, I'm going to watch 10 YouTube videos a month on engine performance matters or breaks or whatever. And I'm hoping if these guys develop a five-year plan, they'll kind of see how important it is and start developing uh you know 2 year plan 1 year plan even 1 month plan i i have a plan for every month now and i also have a 5 year a 10 year and a 15 year plan and i'm working a lot <laughs> you know i've got i've got a financial goal i have a professional goal i have a lot of goals for like my youtube i even have a lot of goals for this podcast and it's important to set goals for any, like I said, for anybody, but for our career, it is extremely important. And the reason why is we have to be constantly improving ourselves, or the dealership's going to find somebody else. the The independent shop's going to find somebody else. I want somebody that if I hire somebody, I want them to be able to grow with me. I want to be able to I want. I want you to eventually be a leader, in whatever capacity you want to be. Some people just want to change oil. For the rest of their life, and that's fine. I I you know I understand that it's an easy job, there's not a whole lot of pressure. If you just want to go and do maintenance, you don't have to do any heavy diagnostics, and you really don't have to work at what you're doing. Yeah, cars are gonna change a little bit oil-wise, but you don't have to more or less get better at your job, you can just do the same job, and that's fine, however if you want to be a master technician, if you want to work on, you know, some of these very, very difficult cars that we have, you're going to have to put together a plan. And now when they're in school, they have a plan because (laughs) I, I set them up on a plan. Okay. This is, you know, this semester you take this and the next semester you'll take like next semester I'm teaching air conditioning and manual transmission. So they have a plan. They, they know that next semester for, uh, five weeks they will be in injured performance and I mean excuse me, HVAC. I'm sorry. And uh, the next five weeks they're going to be in manual transmission. So that's set out for them. But they're students. So students should always have a plan. Whether you're going for your uh, you know medical doctorate, you're going to have a on, on day one when you sign up for medical school, they tell you exactly how long it should take and exactly what you're going to be doing every semester. It's laid out. It has to be. It's actually a requirement for any university or college to have that a matter of fact whenever we change something with our automotive program we have to go in the computer and change all that so when you sign up for my automotive classes you know exactly what you're going to be doing you know exactly what you're going to be paying for how much it costs how long it's going to take so on and so forth only thing that really flexible is the schedule a little bit or whether you want to be a you know a day or a night student but for the most part students don't have to make goals other than pass this class, okay? So, and that's been that way. These guys that just got out of high school, they've had their whole futures pretty much planned out for themselves, except for the decision to come here, of course. And so they don't really have to think about their future. These guys are living day to day and week to week, month to month, and they don't have to project out and and really put What they want to do in the future, or a lot of them don't know. And that's fine. I told them, you know, hey, if you don't know what you're going to do five years from now, tell me, because that's enlightening in itself. Uh, Sometimes not having a plan is a plan. And that's what I'm saving for retirement. I'm not planning a whole lot of anything for retirement. So, (laughs) but, you know, I'm going to be 60 some odd years old when I retire. So that's a long, long, long plan for mine. So But yeah, and, and that's, you know, and if you're a technician and you have plans, maybe you want to do, maybe you're a 40 hour a week technician and you're trying to make a goal of being a 45 or a 50 hour a week. And these don't have to be, you know, your plans don't have to be this huge matter of fact, I don't, I don't really want them to be a, a huge thing. You know, if you're a 40 hour a week technician, I don't want you to come to me and say, I'm going to be a 60-hour-a-week technician next month because that's too big of a jump. That's unobtainable. You have to make sure that the goals that you're setting are obtainable or it's it's not going to be a motivation to you. Okay. So at the beginning of each month, I just did that the other day. I write down my goals. Okay. I type them up, and I put them on my bulletin board at work because I'm at work. I'm at my desk a lot. And I can look over if I'm not, if I get bored or if, I, if I'm not doing anything or feel a little bit lazy, I'll look at my goal sheet and it gets me back on task. It helps me, you know, maybe I need to record this podcast, <laughs> you know, so this was one of the things I wanted to get done this week is record this podcast. But also I hadn't posted a a, a YouTube video in a month and I normally post once a week and I hadn't posted one in a month. So this week my one of my goals was to get a youtube video done and i got it uploaded it's going to drop at 5:45 tonight eastern standard time so yeah it's very important guys to set goals and keep your eye on the prize so well that's really all i have today for you guys i didn't have any notes with me. I just wanted to get in here and just get a couple of things off my mind. And those are two of the things that I wanted to get off my mind. So if you can, please share this podcast. Um, it's it's not doing very well. And I'm trying to do what I can to get people to listen to the podcast. So if you have any input for me for my podcast, please hit me up, Car Smarts with Mr. B on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on VK if you're listening to this and Uh, Europe. So uh, I'm trying to, to, to kind of broadcast out a little bit more and kind of cast a bigger net and see if I can get, you know, my information out to more people. So the more you share, the better it helps me with a lot of that. So hopefully your car is doing great and you're doing great yourself. But if you have any questions, please hit me up on those devices and those social media networks, and I can help you out when I can. So Next time, we're probably going to be talking about more electric car stuff because it is going haywire. We're seeing a lot of uh, problems with the supply chain and everything else. So I'm going to put together a really good show for next time, and we're going to delve into the details of that. If you have any show ideas, hit me up again on Facebook, and I'll see what I can do about putting something in there for you guys. So until then, catch me on YouTube, Smarts from Mr. B. I've got more content coming there, and we'll see you next time on AutoCorrect. With Mr. B.